Hey guys, welcome to Right Way, a podcast where we give you insight to make informed decisions about your writing career. I'm your host, Rhea Fry, multi-published author and CEO and founder of Right Way. And I'm Joe Tower, writer, media producer, and Right Way's executive editor. On this podcast, Rhea and I will take an inside look at the publishing industry with honest and straightforward shop talk. So when you do get published, you'll know exactly what to do the right way. Hey everyone, welcome back to a super fun, super radically honest <laughs> Right Way podcast talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is really how to disrupt your own life. Yeah, we're blowing up the space and now we want to like blow up our lives. Yeah. Oh, I just, I literally just blew up my life in a very, um, a very intentional way, but do you want to talk about that at all on or do you want to Yeah, I mean I that? no, we can we can get we can get Cuz I do think it. it's a fascinating conversation. I think that like you know, we've been talking a lot and obviously like I think on this on this podcast we have stuck to talk like we've been really committed um to bringing you guys um serious content about the publishing industry and about writing and ways to make it ahead and tips and tricks and hacks and and having you know true professionals on to uh for for you know really incisive interviews about what to expect and what you can do and and resources but one of the things that we've discovered in trying to make writers self sufficient is that like i think there's this undercurrent of like I don't know. I think what I feel and what I hear about writing is kind of this, an undercurrent of unwellness. And I think that writing has this weird stigma of being a very solitary craft. I think it's it can be a very laborious craft. I think that there's a lot of struggle associated with it. And of course, I think the publishing industry itself, it's just like fueled by rejection and and hardship. And I think that in an effort to kind of mitigate the development of a lot of writers out there who are feeling like shit, uh, you and I, Rhea, like we talk about it all the time. We constantly are talking about like, how do we feel better on a daily basis and still do all the things? Well, exactly. And I mean, I think, you know, this whole conversation about disruption and being a disruptor started for you and I quite some time ago, just in the business. So like in in relation to writing, and then it's kind of trickled over into our lives. But like, I am very clear that I want to disrupt this industry and give authors another shot at these options. Like the options can't just be traditional publishing, hyper publishing, or self publishing, and having to kind of suck it up and take whatever comes it's to too them. Limited. It's, it's way too, it's so too limited. limited, and it's so results focused and so comparison game focused. And it's much how we all live our lives, or how we all run business, or how we all parent, or how we all like approach everything in our lives, like I have suddenly just kind of <laughs> take, I feel like I've had this like giant weight or this giant bomb and I just like threw it in the middle of my life and just kind of blew it all up and am seeing what's happening. But it's it's been very intentional. I think you can you can change your life and you can disrupt your life and you can do it in a way that is intentional. But one thing I've really realized is how much all of us do things that actually don't really feel good. They don't feel good in our bodies. They don't feel good 
in our hearts and our minds and our souls. They manifest in anxiety. They manifest in sickness. They manifest in just like hating what you're doing. And those are all signals to me that you're not doing what you were like brought here to do and that you're not being honest with yourself. Do you think that it's a, I mean, obviously I think, you, uh, well, I think we are in, in agreement on this, but do you think it's a, it's a lot of people who are saying to themselves, like, I'm doing this because this is what I'm supposed to a do. A thousand percent. And like, where do we even it, learn that? You know what I mean? Like, It reminds me actually of, because talking about like kind of where we started trying to disrupt like business wise, even in starting our business, I feel like the discussion of promoting our business over social media was like this it became this kind of like biz bizarre struggles with entities that like we like I, that I don't understand why they had skin in that game, but we were like, we don't want to, we don't want to do that. We don't want to promote like this podcast or we don't want to promote the business via social media. And people were like, Oh, but you, you have to, you have, you have to. to, you're supposed to, that's like how you do it. And we were both very much like, is it though? <laughs> like right. who said, right. Well, exactly. Who said? And I mean, I feel like you could say that for almost anything. Like who said parenting has to look this way? Who said health has to look this way? I mean, like going into a gym and lifting weights and making yourself sore. Who said eating healthy means eating only plants or eating only meat? Or it's all so much. And we're listening to, I feel like we're listening we're all outsourcing, right? Like we're all outsourcing and just trying to find shit that resonates with us. And like, we'll listen to these podcasts and we'll read these books and we'll follow these influencers and we'll listen to these leaders. And it gets us all so far away from our own voices and our own intuition that we cannot access until we clear all this other shit away and be still and listen to what comes up. And in order to do that, I think you do have to sacrifice a lot of what your life currently looks like and be willing to let go of the busyness that, you know, caters to just our modern society. And like, you know, to be busy is to be like hustling, is to be winning, is to be, you know, it's fucking bullshit. It's all all it's diversions, all ways <laughs> to divert your attention from 100%. asking yourself the question of what you really want and really want. To and, and what like, OK, so let's take those those two questions, because what do you really want and what do you really want to do? I feel like if you asked 50 people that question, it would be some version of the same answer. And it would it would kind of circulate around money business, being quote unquote comfortable, um, and have so little to do with, I want to feel valued. I want to work, a, I want to focus on my self-worth. I want to have a better relationship with myself. I want to be conscious and, and stay awake in my life. And instead we just like, we focus on all these things that don't at the end of the day, bring us any true joy, true fulfillment, true alignment, and I'm done with it. Like I, I am so done. I had this like epiphany, and I didn't. Well, I was gonna ask you what yeah. is your, what was I your mean, kind of breaking so I'm not point gonna go. I'm not gonna go so much into it because I do another solo episode that we'll be sharing where I, I do a deep dive. But one of the big things that I had an actual like really ugly breakdown 
in a parenting moment that just led to a bunch of decisions. It was like a domino effect. But I also had this moment that was like a lightning strike of, I truly, and I mean this, truly, truly, have zero need to prove myself to anyone at any time for anything. And for me to say that, because I am someone who's always been in her doingness versus her beingness, is gigantic. Like to realize that I, it is not my job to prove my worth, to prove my value, to prove my talent to anyone. And that has been such a massive release to me on every fucking level. And I know that you too have kind of felt that too, right, Joe? Like, Well, and not, I think not in the same, um, I think it came, well, I think it's, it's stuff we've been talking about and stuff we've been trying to work towards, but I think it came to you sort of fast and furious. And I think the, I think the lesson, I think the lesson, and I think gradually I'm sort of discovering it piece by piece. But I think the lesson here is what you did is you took action right away. And, and that doesn't, you know, uh, mindset is one thing and mindset is a hard place to get to. And that is real work, but like nothing then happens. I mean, it's like the old saying, like nothing changes unless we change. So if we want to achieve a mindset, there is like action we have to take and you fucking thought it, it was, it, it came to you and then you did something about it. And I, I think, I think I've been realizing that, but, but taking action in fits and starts and, um, but I have been in the place you've been before. And I think in radical taking action and in radi- when radical change takes place, you have to be prepared for the inevitable discomfort that follows um, because that eventually will subside. Um, but I think that's one of the reasons that we kind of avoid all this shit anyway, because we're like, oh, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to like upset things, you oh, know? Oh, God. I mean, that's that's the thing, though. It's like I feel like as human beings or as, let's just talk about being authors in general, too, like we think so we have this strategy of like, maybe it's starting a business, maybe it's getting published, maybe it's becoming a bestseller, maybe it's just, you know, like being a good human, I don't know. And we maybe hit a benchmark. Um, So say you sell your book, say you start the business, whatever. And then it's like, okay, good. Now I can like sit back and coast for a while. And what we forget, it's like, just like entering into relationships or entering into anything, there is always going to be need for growth and need for change. And I think what we what we do is that we settle for reality. We stop dreaming our dreams. We stop like we're so focused on that destination that we succumb to, I don't know, I feel like a lot of like fictitious worries about like what might happen or what could happen or oh, we like spin I mean, these you know what man, i mean we like, fucking love that like what is that there's a great quote that's like most of our suffering is tied up in our imagination a thousand um, percent and then that that old that other old adage which is like uh, like worrying which is what we do we're like oh what if this happens and what if this happens like worrying is just praying for what you don't want to happen of course and one one of the the biggest um gifts that i have realized is like you know i'm a big i like to process and the way i process is i journal i write things down and i'm a firm believer in writing shit down in a stream of consciousness way 
three to five minutes or two minutes, whatever, fill up a page. And when you do that, like allotting yourself a period of time to get down all of your thoughts, all of your worries, all of your anxieties, whatever, when you step back from that, you realize, oh, these are just thoughts. This is not truth. This is not reality. This is not what's going to happen. And Thoughts are not no, you. Not either. at all. And we live so much in our internal yeah. world that I think by taking action, and that could be the smallest little action, but like getting yourself out of your head and into the present moment is such a huge thing. And like, you know, this weekend we had a really lazy weekend and we were playing around. Like I was actually playing with my daughter, which I don't do like a ton of for really long stretches of time. And, you know, we were playing Legos and I was playing the keyboard and, you know, music used to be such a huge part of my life. I used to, um, I mean, I was a total band nerd, band geek, but um, grew up in a very musical family. And as I was like messing around the keyboard, I was like, shit, I really miss like music and doing like, you know, we were drawing, we were doing all of these different things and we get so bogged down with just the the shit that needs to get done and you know you you Joe have been sending the most like amazing audio messages lately which I joked like could we just string those together and and do a podcast cuz they're so eloquent but a constant reminder of I am presence I am existence and those two lines are so powerful and just such a reminder that we, it doesn't, we, we resist. I just feel like we resist, resist, resist so much with the flow of life instead of just flowing with it, riding emotions, not holding on to anger, not holding on to anything and just seeing like everything in this whole complete picture and just allowing it to kind of like come and go and be, and there's going to be ups and downs, but we resist so much. And for me, I, I try to control so much that it just creates all this unnecessary friction. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, you just, you just said everything. And I feel like one of the other things that I think is like pretty, like pretty frustrating is that I walked away from, I mean, let's all admit that like 2020 was just an incredibly transformative year, whether we liked it or not. And I do think that there were people that learned lessons and there are people that didn't and that's all fine. And the lessons that I thought I learned was, was like like immense reprioritization, um, a sort of like more holistic focus on like, yeah, my, the, the, my being, being present, like living life in the present, you know, um, I, I mean, all of that, like, I think there's just like a wealth of like great Eckhart Tolle shit that, uh, that I was trying to access. And, you know, we were doing our work with like Dr. Joe Dispenza and, uh, and really feeling it and really feeling fueled by it as well. Um, and then in, in just typical fashion, because our, Man, our human brains, the brain, the, like the anatomy of the brain, like the structure of the brain, like the way the brain works itself and our greatest enemy, the ego, um, just totally worked against me. And why? what's that Martin Luther King always said that like, like a, a humans can hold a concept for like nine days. I mean, even in like 
as as we've gradually turned a corner back into normalcy, like in the last few months, like just all my same neuroses and anxieties and bullshit have had just come rushing back. And it suddenly becomes like I didn't learn anything. It suddenly becomes like I didn't discover anything. It suddenly becomes that I wasn't aware of the possibility and the potential for change. It was all of a sudden you get like you drop back into that fucking rut. And so, you know, that that being said, like I this I think the realization that like those these realizations don't it's not one and done. Like, I think the unfortunate part is not the unfortunate part, but the hardest part is that we got to keep getting back up on the horse and we got to keep doing like exercising these reminders and having these conversations every single day. Well, it is every single day. And I mean, that's the thing. I'm, I've been toying around with this phrase, super conscious, and I really would love to write a book about it, even though I'm not a therapist, I'm not, you know, I don't have a PhD or anything like that. But I love this idea of, again, not really having to do anything, but you just become aware. You become aware in the moment. It can be of what you're thinking, of what you're feeling, of how you're responding, how you're reacting. Like I am a very, very reactionary person. I can be in like the best space, like meditating and you know, and, oh, and it's so funny too. Like I've been really getting into Abraham Hicks lately, um, who is, if you don't know who she is, Esther Hicks is the name, but um, she goes by this like name, Abraham. And she was talking about meditation and she's like, oh, it's funny that we don't take the time to do the only thing that works. It is, <laughs> it is like the only thing that works. And so, you know, you can do this thing, every little day for a few minutes and get into like your good space. And then you can walk in the house or walk in the office or whatever, or get into your car and get pissed off at traffic and react. And, you know, those reactions, like I, I have always been told as a child, like you're angry, you're dramatic, you're this, you're that. And you cling to those identities because it's what you've been conditioned to believe. And I've really started to unravel that lately and be like, oh, you know, I got a lot of shit still that I got to work on that was all conditioning from my childhood that has trickled over into the way that I work, the way that I run my business, the way that I like believe in myself or don't believe in myself, the way that I parent, the way that I am in relationships. And it's just, if you don't do that work and you don't take the time to even question, like, why do I get so pissed off in traffic? It's a situation I cannot control why do I get so angry? And I'm speaking like from personal experience, I'm terrible <laughs> with like slow drivers or whatever. I get so pissed off. And it's it's so amazing when you can take a second to become aware in that moment. And the other thing that I just like constantly talk about, which is so weird, is like, what about if we just spent all of our time like in our relationships, in our free time, just dreaming about the shit that we're excited about or that we want to happen instead of replaying the past, replaying what didn't work out, conjuring up, oh shit, like what about if I don't make enough money this month? What about if this happens? What about if that happens? Like it's so crazy to me that that is our conditioning and that we get up. Well, 
I think the interesting thing is, I, and I think that's a really interesting conversation and like getting, you know, kind of like not, not meet, not intending to like dive back into neuroscience, but this is a good thing to keep, keep, keep in mind. And Rhea, I think you said it earlier, kind of like echoing that, you know, there's that, that great Eckhart Tolle stuff, which is like, you're not your thoughts. <laughs> Um, because there are, there are, there are like electrical, there are like neurological pathways that are activating whether you want it to or not. And the brain, that's how the brain works. The brain kind of like fills in the gap of the, the gaps of the pre of, of like the comprehension of the present and the potential future with your memories, with shit from the past, which is actually doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) So, but that, but that's how it works. I mean, there have been studies where like, People like I, I, where like people can't see shit right in front of their face because what their brain was telling them happened in the past is somehow happening now. Like it's that it, the shit is that powerful. So I think you need to remember that like these what what has happened in the past. Like we write these, we write our narratives, we decide what our failures are, we decide what our shortcomings are, and we think that that somehow has to dictate everything that we're doing now and everything that we're potentially going to do. And I mean, so that's the thing, like, you know, tying it into your business or writing or day-to-day, like, what do you think or what have you found to be helpful in terms of that daily, because I really feel like it's just daily awareness. It's not doing anything. It's just like truly becoming aware on a daily basis and working to get yourself in alignment, no matter how busy you are, no matter like what's going on in the day or what stresses are there. And just, just being like super honest with yourself. And like, for me, that's definitely taking time to myself, getting still, listening to the thoughts that are going on in my head, which, you know, really do start the moment I open my eyes in the morning. It's like this cacophony of just like, oh, fuck, I forgot to do this and this and this. And I feel anxious sometimes, most of the time, actually. And like my heart's racing. And I just, it's so interesting to me to be a witness and to be an observer to that and to start to detach from that and not give so much power, time and attention to it and really like step back and be the observer in your own life. Well, I think you said it. I mean, I think that's all it. Great. I mean, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I honestly, like, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert either. I like, I'm not an expert. I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I, th- I think the important thing is like hopping on this mic, like, and saying the things that we're saying and trying to like, is a way of kind of expelling it and sharing experience and a way to like process it for ourselves because, you know, I'm, I'm going through all that shit too and trying to work, do that daily work. And I think the daily work is it. I think the trick is how we live, not only how we are, are, are designed and how we are programmed, but the way we live encourages routine, encourages, um, repetition it encourages we find comfort and safety in knowing in in uh, not only in society uh and and culturally but our brains find comfort in knowing in being able to predict what will happen and i think that's the problem and i think that's why great clarity like the best kind of clarity comes out of moments of of extreme hardship 
And I think you experienced that. Um, I definitely experienced that a few years ago. Like I went through a major life transition. I got divorced. I left the city I'd lived in for 10 years. I'd left the industry I'd, I'd worked in for 10 years. And in, in that, it, it was very difficult. It was a very taxing. It was very emotional. But I learned more about myself. And again, there's like, there's that, there's the same old thing though. It's like, I was so, I got very nervous about losing what I'd learned. And I got very uh, nervous about losing the, the awareness that I thought I'd acquired. And, and, and eventually over time I did, cause the brain was constantly trying to get back to comfort. So we have to work on, on kind of putting ourselves in a little bit of a state of discomfort, a little bit of state of not knowing, a little bit of a state of change, accepting how, that things, that the only constant is change. Um, I think that's the only way to do it. And I think, like you said, like stopping, taking time, listening. I mean, those are all like, you just described shit that we don't do. Because what we do is we get up and we're we're already thinking about our to-do list and we got to hop on the internet and we got to see the 10 fucking top story, like shitty stories in our newsfeed. And then we got to go on Instagram and we got to see all of like the vacation photos of all the friends that we hate and resent. And then we got to get to work and then we got to like run down that schedule and we got to do this and we got to do that. It's all, it's all a distraction from us having to like be, (laughs) Well, it's also a habit. I mean, that that's the thing. We all bitch about it and we all talk about it, but we all do it because that is what we are conditioned to do. That's what we've like, I've noticed it the last year, like when we were in quarantine and my daughter created these new routines and new habits and so did we. And that's what we do. We, we are such creatures of habit and creatures of comfort and keeping ourselves quote unquote safe that we like create these destructive time-wasting habits. I cannot believe how much time we all waste during the day. Like we should actually be very proud of ourselves that we get anything done because of the amount of time we like work in a distracted state or live in a distracted state. And I've noticed like I'm someone who puts up massive boundaries around technology. And I often don't even have my phone in the same room or I'll, I'll leave it in my studio. And I notice in times of stillness, I still like am like almost twitchy to, I'm so used to getting that little like endorphin rush or checking out this or checking out that. And I'm not a huge consumer actually. I don't read blogs. I don't read the news. I don't scroll through people's feeds. I only look at shit if it happens to pop up when I get on to like post something, but it's still so it still takes me away from the moment and from self and from the actual live people <laughs> that are in in the vicinity and it is you know if you really want to feel well and do the work and focus on being and getting clarity in your life then you have to set those boundaries i am i am the biggest believer in boundaries for yourself. Like I'm not talking, I mean, I love like being like wild and free, but I think boundaries actually lead to freedom. And that means with your mind too. I think like if you can, if you are an anxious person, if you stress, if you, you know, whatever, if you're very reactive, like I am setting aside 30 minutes a day or an hour a day where you can, you know, scroll, 
worry, stress, right, process, whatever it is, and then fucking tuck it away and be present in your life or at least become aware of where you're not being present and where you're not showing up and where you're regressing to the same old fucking habits. Like when you get anxious or you start to stress about money, which you and I both do, yeah, what is triggering that? Like, and there's got to be, there's just always that trigger. And I think that's like what we often overlook and we're not really paying attention to what it is that we actually need or we actually feel. And children are such a wonderful example for that. Like if they're lashing out, it's usually because they need something. They're not getting something like it's it's very basic. And I feel like we've truly overlooked some of the basics with our own humanity because it's all so much, but it doesn't have to be. Your life doesn't have to look like everyone else's. And it's, and I trust me, like I've curated my life and, and now specifically, like I've just let go of a bunch of shit that wasn't serving me. And it is the most beautiful thing when you can realize that you really are in control of your day and what that looks like. And so many people will be like, ugh, I can't. I mean, I've got to work this job and I got to do this thing and I got to pay these bills. And, but you have said yes somewhere along the way. You've either become a victim of your circumstances, which we all have, or the savior of your circumstances, which we all have, like getting in that martyr complex or victim complex. We all do it. And it is up to us. We are the only people that can change the trajectory of our daily lives. And that's it. I mean, no one else, no therapist, no expert, no outside resource, no friend. It is you at the end of the day. And I think to me, that is actually extremely exciting to realize, oh, I actually have the answers. I don't need to pay someone fucking $200 an hour to fix my shit like I can I can fix it but I've got to actually get in touch with who I act who I even am anymore outside of all the things that I've said that I am and all these like labels I've slapped onto myself well shit <laughs> I guess you better write that self improvement book oh my god yeah, but you know what's so funny about that? I couldn't get it published because I'm, that is what pisses me off. I'm not a, I don't have a bunch of letters after my name. So I can't possibly know what I'm, what I'm talking about, right? Like that is the industry that we live in. And it's frustrating. I want to write it anyway, just I, for myself. I think and this, and this is the, this is the lesson guys going forward. Um, you know, we are right ways mission is to, is to, is to be there be is to be for for writers and authors that that's our whole yes. goal helping in any possible way way that we can and i think that in an effort to kind of help us all us all because we're re and we're i mean we're right in the mix there with everybody uh help us all become more self-sufficient um and also just help us all become a little bit more well um that's that's the effort. That's that's the effort now. And I think I think the the effort to be well almost supersedes anything else because that's the root. hundred percent. Um thank you guys for listening. Um 
more of this kind of content coming at you. And if there's anything that you guys are interested in hearing uh, us discuss or want us to discuss or want us to dive into, please do not hesitate to email us at podcast at rightwayco.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-W-A-Y-C-O um, dot com. And also please uh, comment, rate, review these episodes. Let us know. Uh, what you want more of, let us know what you want less of. Um, let us know how we can continue to bring you the content that you deserve. Absolutely. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Right Way Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment and help us continue to deliver the content you want and need. And for more information about Right Way, visit rightwayco.com to get more info on all our editorial and developmental services and sign up for our weekly newsletter where we'll be sharing exclusive content, access to digital courses, and offering proprietary resources for aspiring and established writers. 